When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Isn't it true you have a science degree from Yale? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science. So how do you get a Bachelor of Arts in a science? Well, it's liberal arts education and degree. It's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. We have seen what we thought was unseeable. We have seen and taken a picture of a black hole. I uh, wanted to specifically talk about the aerodynamics of dinosaurs and the lies that these paleontologists have been feeding you for your entire lives. Puss says he genetically edited human embryos, not just for research, but for implantation, leading to the world's first births of genetically altered humans, baby girls born in China from embryos designed to be resistant to HIV. Oh, hi there. Welcome to 2019. A time when quadruped robots can open doors, researchers are working on printing body parts, burgers not made out of meat taste just like meat, and some people believe NASA's use of composite images proves that Earth is not round. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and this is Unpopular, a podcast about the people in history who did not let the threat of persecution keep them from speaking truth to power. More often than I probably should, I wonder how my ancestors would react to modern technology. I mean, I imagine someone who only knew oil lamps pressing buttons on a PlayStation, making simulated people move on a gigantic screen. Or my great-great-great-great-grandmother who likely once wore shackles around her ankles Watching me use a smartphone to call a lift to pick me up. Just me. No restrictions. 
I know that not everyone in the world has the privilege of accessing such technology. And I know that this kind of situation has been the gag in many a poorly executed comedy. I just think the reason I think about this so much is so I remember not to take how far humankind has advanced for granted. And so I hold on to that youthful awe that can dissipate so easily in a world that can be super harsh at times. Nobody snapped their fingers and created my microwave. I'm grateful for the years of research, experimentation, and design people put in to create a multitude of technologies that allow me to warm my leftovers up in less than three minutes. I realize how much science cushions my comfortable life, and I pay my respects by daydreaming about raising my forebears from the dead to come revel in awe with me. I know people way back in the day couldn't fathom something like social media or robot vacuums, unless they were like Nostradamus or something. It's hard to see past the current situation. It's impossible to know what knowledge science will bring us in the future. And thanks to our hubris, it's not easy to imagine that something we believe to be utterly and undeniably true about the world could be completely wrong. Being wrong after you thought you had it all figured out is like dropping your ice cream cone on a hot summer day before you even got one lick in, or buying a pair of pants you thought had pockets only to find out they were fake pockets. Cognitive dissonance kicks in when our beliefs are challenged. We want to be right. We need to be right to reduce the discomfort of that dissonance. Suppose an individual believes something with his whole heart. Suppose further that he has a commitment to this belief and he has taken irrevocable actions because of it. Finally, suppose that he is presented with evidence, unequivocal and undeniable evidence, that his belief is wrong. What will happen? The individual will frequently emerge not only unshaken, but even more convinced of the truth of his beliefs than ever before. Indeed, he may even show a new fervor for convincing and converting other people to his view. Psychologist Leon Festinger, Henry W. Riken, and Stanley Schachter wrote that in the book When Prophecy Fails. This sentiment can be applied to so, so many things that are happening in the world right now. Science denialism, not the least of them. Conviction is one hell of a drug. We're more likely to believe information that confirms the beliefs we already hold, and we reject information that contradicts our beliefs. We feel first, and we reason later. And often, that reasoning is just a front for rationalizing our beliefs. We may be intelligent beings, capable of things no other creature has been before, unique among known life forms. But we are not immune to irrational thoughts and being unable to swallow our pride. These are the flaws in our grand design Galileo Galilei was up against when he rejected the officially held belief that the sun revolved around Earth, and Earth was the center of the universe. Instead, he said, Earth revolved around the sun. He wasn't the first person to support the heliocentric model. Aristarchus of Samos was the first to suggest that Earth rotates on an axis and revolves around the sun in the BCE years. And in the 1543 publication, Six Books Concerning the Revolutions of the Heavenly Orbs, 
Nicolaus Copernicus proposed that the planets revolved around the sun, which is at the center of the universe. But even though scientists knew Earth was not at the center of the universe, the Catholic Church would have none of it when Galileo was vocal about heliocentrism in the 17th century. Galileo is one of the most well-known and celebrated scientists ever, and his run-in with the church is a mythicized affair that many people have encountered in some form or another. It's worth looking back at the heliocentrism controversy, not so we can laugh at how ignorant the church was, but so we can consider how we react to information that opposes our deeply held beliefs and what it means to be the kind of person who's willing to question those beliefs. Galileo was literally confined for his descent, a kind of poetic illustration of the ways we can be closed-minded and self-limiting. Galileo's story is a reminder that sometimes we have to make enemies in our pursuit of truth. After the break, we'll meet the man who helped advance the scientific revolution. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The best things in life, they come in twos. Two scoops of ice cream, two tacos. And now for a limited time, get our best deal of the year. Buy any phone when you switch to Consumer Cellular and get two months of service free. That's right, the same fast, reliable nationwide coverage as Big Wireless, now with two months free. Proof the best things in life really do come in twos. Visit ConsumerCellular.com or call 1-888-FREEDOM. Second and third month of monthly base service fee waived for new customers with the purchase of a phone and activation by July 31st, 2024. Taxes, fees, and third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Galileo was born on February 15, 1564, in Pisa, Italy. His mom was Giulia Amanati, and his father, 
a musician named Vincenzo Galilei. After Galileo and his family moved to Florence in the early 1570s, Galileo began to study for the priesthood and considered joining the order. But he switched paths, deciding to study medicine at the University of Pisa. It was his father's wish that he study medicine, but he soon fell in love with math, and he once again changed courses and began to study philosophy and mathematics. In 1589, he became the chair of mathematics at the University of Pisa. But by 1592, he had fallen out of favor with his colleagues for supporting the Archimedean approach to motion rather than Aristotle's notions. That meant he believed the speed of falling bodies is proportional to their density rather than their weight, as Aristotle proposed. Of course, this would not be Galileo's last foray into the land of objection and subsequent rejection. In 1592, he was appointed mathematician at the University of Padua, where he stayed until 1510. While at Padua, Galileo did experiments on the speed of falling objects, gave lectures on geometry and astronomy, invented a device for raising water, invented a mathematical instrument called a sector, experimented with the pendulum, and discovered the parabolic path of projectiles. It was also during this time when Galileo found out about the invention of the telescope, began making his own improvements on the device, and started observing the skies. Through these increasingly powerful telescopes, Galileo saw that the surface of the moon was rough and had mountains and valleys. He observed Jupiter's four largest moons. He observed how many more stars were visible with the telescope than without it. Armed with these discoveries, Galileo published Siderius Nuntius, or The Sidereal Messenger in English, a treatise based on his observations. In 1612, Galileo's treatise, Discourse on Floating Bodies, was published after he won a debate against Aristotelian physicist Lodovico delle Columbe at a dinner the Grand Duke of Tuscany hosted. The treatise details Galileo's Archimedean views on floating bodies, as well as his telescopic observations of sunspots, the phases of Venus, the odd shape of Saturn, and the periods of Jupiter's satellites. The next year, the Academia de Lynche published Galileo's pamphlet, Letters on Sunspots. Jesuit mathematician Christoph Scheiner had said in his three letters on solar spots that sunspots were satellites of the sun, maintaining Aristotle's views on the perfection of heavenly bodies. But Galileo fired back at Scheiner, using his observations and full-page copper plate engravings to show that sunspots do not revolve around the sun, but are on or near the surface of the sun. By supporting the idea that the sun and heavens are corruptible, Galileo was once again rejecting Aristotle's cosmology. Other scientists and theologians were already advocating theories that opposed Aristotle's, like Giordano Bruno, an Italian character who, among many other controversial views, rejected the idea that Earth is at the center of the universe and believed that the universe is infinite. He was burned at the stake in 1600 after a heresy trial that was likely more related to his religious and philosophical beliefs than his astronomical ones. Anyway, by this point, it was clear that Galileo favored Copernican theory. He had likely preferred it for decades, 
But Galileo's mention of the Copernican system at the end of his last letter is considered by many to be his first endorsement of the theory. Nicolaus Copernicus was a Polish mathematician and astronomer. He proposed that the sun was near the center of the universe, that Earth and the other planets orbited around the stationary sun, that Earth turns on its own axis daily, and that Earth's motion explained other planets' retrograde motion. His book detailing his theory on the revolutions of the heavenly spheres was published in 1543, and the Catholic Church banned it in 1616, decades after Copernicus's death. Between that time, many people dismissed the theory on grounds of religion, prevailing notions on the physics of motion, and sheer disbelief, while others accepted heliocentrism, like German astronomer Johannes Kepler. Despite growing support for theories that the sun was at the center of the solar system, the Catholic Church maintained the view that Earth was static and at the center of the universe, based on interpretations of the Bible. To refute those truths was to go against Scripture. So Galileo tried to keep his support for Copernicanism on the down-low at first. But around 1613, he started getting a lot more vocal about the theory. To no one's surprise, the church did not respond well to Galileo's smart, but totally offensive and bold challenges. When we come back from the break, we'll see the lengths the church went to to condemn Galileo. And we'll ask the question, how do we, as individuals, treat heretical and revolutionary thought? enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. 
Overwhelmed by mess in your pickup bed? Upgrade with the decked drawer system. It's completely redesigned. Accommodate more gear in larger drawers. Extend effortlessly and keep your equipment clean and dry. Secure your loads with integrated D-ring tie-downs. Optimize your truck bed space. Proudly made in the USA. Lockable and compatible with any truck from the past 20 plus years. Simple online ordering and easy installation. Visit deck.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Get decked. Truck bed storage, toolboxes, and accessories. We do not know everything. We are always learning more about ourselves and the universe, always adding layers of information to our knowledge base. Because we are imperfect and not omniscient, we are constantly getting things wrong, assuming or concluding they're right, then course correcting later when we find our error. But even though we know we're fallible and will make mistakes, we still have a hard time letting go of the old and embracing the new when we have mental and emotional hangups on a subject. For example, evolving knowledge about gender identity and the complexities of biological sex is something people all over the world are struggling to come to terms with. The vaccines cause autism debate is hot, despite the fact that current research shows there is no link between the two. And there are many climate change skeptics, even though the scientific consensus is that human activities is one of the biggest drivers of global warming and that it will affect the globe in major ways in the coming centuries. Scientific inquiry and knowledge have progressed a lot since Galileo's days. So I know it seems like denying scientific evidence nowadays is something only a fool would do. But I'd argue that this reaction can make sense when we consider the ever-changing nature of human knowledge. Having to adjust to radical new thought can turn out to be just too much for our stability-craving myopic natures. Plus, people have little trust in the individuals and organizations providing the science, a distrust that's often wrapped up in politics and years of some sort of institutional mistreatment. I am not defending uninformed science denial. I am defending the usefulness of questioning things, even when it makes us look silly, feel uncomfortable, or garner hate. That questioning just isn't equal across the board. If we'd listened to everyone who had unorthodox views and charisma, we'd be in pretty bad shape. Skepticism is nourishing in moderation not when it is abused and rooted in thoughtless, faceless rejection. We're intelligent. We can be nuanced enough to resort neither to instant dismissal nor approval of logically sound, unorthodox thought. In 1613, Galileo wrote a letter to his student, Benedetto Castelli, about the contradictions between Copernican theory and biblical passages. A couple of years later, a Dominican friar named Niccolo Lorini filed a complaint with the Inquisition regarding Galileo's Copernican views, sending it along with an inaccurate copy of the letter. The Inquisition was an institution in the Catholic Church whose job it was to eradicate heresies. Galileo ended up going to Rome to defend his views and reputation. But in 1615, Carmelite friar Paolo Antonio Foscarini published a book in which he argued that Copernican theory is compatible with Holy Scripture. The next year, a committee of Inquisition consultants declared Copernican theory heretical. 
Boscarini's book and other Copernican texts were banned or suspended until corrected. Cardinal Bellarmine, who had warned Foscarini to treat Copernican theory as just a hypothesis, also told Galileo not to hold, defend, or discuss the theory. But by 1624, Pope Urban VII had given Galileo permission to write a book about the theories of the universe. But, the Pope said, Galileo could only treat Copernican theory as a mathematical proposition. The book Dialogue Concerning the Two Chief World Systems, Ptolemaic and Copernican, was structured as a discussion between two men, and printing was completed in 1632. But the Pope convened a special commission to examine the book, and the commission found that Galileo had not treated the theory hypothetically. Galileo was called to Rome in 1633 to go in front of the Holy Office of the Inquisition, He was charged with teaching and defending the Copernican theory that the sun is at the center of the universe and the earth moves, which had been deemed heretical. In his first appearance before the Inquisition, Galileo refused to confess to any wrongdoing. Since the Inquisitors didn't have much of a case against him without a confession, Galileo basically took a plea bargain for a lesser sentence in exchange for admitting he had given the heliocentric model defender a stronger case in his book but he claimed he didn't do so because he believed the theory. Rather, he did so to show off his debating chops. Galileo was never under threat of execution or tortured, likely because of his poor physical condition. Instead, Galileo was declared vehemently suspect of heresy on June 22, 1633. After his sentence was read, he had to recite and sign an abjuration, which said in part, I have been judged vehemently suspect of heresy, that is, of having held and believed that the sun is the center of the universe and immovable, and that the earth is not at the center of same, and that it does move. Wishing, however, to remove from the minds of your eminences and all faithful Christians this vehement suspicion reasonably conceived against me, I abjure with a sincere heart and unfeigned faith. I curse and detest the said errors and heresies, and generally all in every error, heresy and sect contrary to the Holy Catholic Church. In the end, Galileo's book, Dialogue on the Two Chief World Systems, was banned, and he was sentenced to three years of weekly penitential prayer and imprisonment at the discretion of church inquisitors. His sentence was commuted to house arrest, and in late 1633, he returned to his villa in Arcetri, near Florence, where he spent the rest of his life. People objected to his arrest, and some attempted to free him, but to no avail. During this time, Galileo finished his last book, Discourses on the Two New Sciences. He kept working until his death in 1642. The dialogue concerning the two chief world systems, Ptolemaic and Copernican, remained on the Vatican's Index of Forbidden Books until 1835. In 1822, the College of Cardinals said that the publication of works treating of the motion of the Earth and the stability of the Sun in accordance with the opinion of modern astronomers is permitted. In 1979, Pope John Paul II said that Galileo had suffered injustices at the hands of the Church. 
1992, the Pope admitted that theological advisors had made errors in Galileo's case. But he did not apologize for the church's treatment of Galileo until 2000. People in the church were not the only ones to denounce Galileo. Other scientists and laypeople discredited his cosmological views and deemed him dishonorable. The Galileo affair has been researched and theorized to death. Yes, Galileo made a ton of major contributions to science and took risks, and his name lives on for that reason. But the enduring fascination with the controversy surrounding his defense of heliocentrism shows how much we care about people who push the envelope to try to make society better and smarter, especially when it has to do with flashy space theories. We make a lot of mistakes before we get the clarity of hindsight. We don't need to trust everybody, but we can try not to burn rebels at the stake before we even give them a chance to speak. We'll be back next week with another episode of Unpopular. Our producer is Andrew Howard. Holly Fry and Christopher Hasiotis are our executive producers. If you're not already subscribed, you can make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another episode of Unpopular. sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between lisa and west elm the natural hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex natural wool and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow plus every purchase helps fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iHeart. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Overwhelmed by mess in your pickup bed? Upgrade with the decked drawer system. It's completely redesigned. Accommodate more gear in larger drawers. Extend effortlessly and keep your equipment clean and dry. Secure your loads with integrated D-ring tie-downs. Optimize your truck bed space. Proudly made in the USA. Lockable and compatible with any truck from the past 20 plus years. Simple online ordering and easy installation. Visit decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Get decked. Truck bed storage, toolboxes, and accessories.